know. I know. We all know. We don't. Get, you, you don't get that these feelings. All right. Let me ask so you. Let, let me leave you with this. And we didn't get. Yeah. You, and you would have been the perfect person to get into it with today. And I'm sad we didn't get to it. But you talk about what dominates this world is the negativity. Always. Do you do you cry? You're an emotional guy. I'm emotional. I just hide it a lot more than you. Right. Do you cry when celebrity dies? When celebrities pass away? Obviously, depends on. Okay. Okay, so uh, my boy, the professor, who's listening, he he's emotional, and if a celebrity dies that he's really a fan of, he mm-hmm. it's not that I don't care. I just don't get emotional about that. Um, the last time I've gotten emotional over something happening that didn't involve my family, that I really just, like, broke down, was the Sandy Hook shooting. Sure. Uh, seven years ago. Did you see the story this week that the high school of that town, and obviously a lot of those kids would be playing on that team now seven years later, Won the state football championship on the last play of the game this week. I did seven not. years. Now I gotta go Google. Seven years to the day of the shooting. Power of sports, man. That's and also the big guy up above, man. Yep. Seven years to the day of the Sandy Hook shooting, that high school doesn't make it wins right. the state championship. Doesn't fix it, but it, no. It, it, but that's got movie written all over it, brother. You're right. So, what's going on at the dudes? Man, uh, well, I'm back at work after uh, three, seven, Which is, which is like a from, month for you. It is. I got three days off and then closed today. But uh, we got Josh Love, obviously, Thursday night, ladies' night, six to eight, all kinds of specials. And then Jordan Shepard, Friday night. So, anywhere in town where you can get uh, Josh Love and Jordan Shepard, back-to-back nights, incredible. And then we're going to start bowl game stuff. Um, well, not Saturday, we've got four or five bowl games plus three NFL games, and they're good ones, too. Tampa yeah. Texans are okay, but we got Bills, Patriots, uh, yeah. and the one that we're going to be paying attention to, Rams 49ers. Hey, we got a thing called uh, the Football Frenzy. Yeah. So come in, grab your cup, write the name of your team on your cup. It's 10 bucks for the cup. Okay. Every time your team scores a touchdown, you get a free beer in that cup. Um, uh, so you get a $10 cup and a beer in it, obviously. I was going to say, do you at least right. get that first yeah, beer? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah. And then um, after that, when your team scores a touchdown, don't matter run, pass, defense, whatever, we give you a free fill on that cup and et cetera, et cetera. So for bowl games, I'm telling you, what a cool way to have a bunch of Well, there'll of be a lot more points yes. in the bowl game than there will be in so some of these NFL games. So come on, football frenzy, so. you do. All right, appreciate you. For Kevo, for KC, for John Tabor, don't forget, uh, coming up next, we're putting the Blue Tech Blue, Blue Boys to work over the next two days. They talk in Cruton next. On Bleed Tech Blue. We'll see you tomorrow, 3 o'clock, for another edition of The Company presented by Bud Light. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m., for more Sports Company on Sports Talk. 977.
Everyone wants a Honda gift that goes under the tree this year, and McKinney's is a place to shop. Here's Richie McKinney. If you want the biggest smiles this Christmas, then check out the Honda CRF 50, 110, and 125 dirt bikes, or the TRX 94 wheeler. All at 0% for 24 months with approved credit. Lay away now and get a free helmet, and we'll even store it till Christmas. Shop where Santa shops, your outdoor superstore, McKinney Honda in Ruston. TRX 90X recommended for riders 12 years and older. Riders younger than 16 years must be supervised by an adult. Parents need to consider a rider's age, size, ability, and maturity before allowing them to ride. I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. That moment, we arrived in the scene. The storm had nearly destroyed the area. This was our own community. Friends, family, people we grew up with, went to school with, we were there to help. Several of us were working to rescue a family. They made it down to the storm cellar, but the house collapsed on top of the cellar door and trapped them. We had chainsaws going, and we had to use Humvees and heavy machinery to move massive trees and debris. We got them out. We helped a lot of people out. It felt good to know I could really make a difference. Right here, close to home, in my state. It was one of those life-changing moments where I realized I am making a difference in these people's lives and mine. I'm a citizen soldier in the National Guard. You can serve part-time and be there the moment your community needs you. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech sports news. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Building. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Let's go. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. Beck, it's a short show tonight. Only an hour. But, hey. We're we're just going to bring our best stuff for an hour. We're going to give it our best shot, of course, following up tonight. We'll be back on the air tomorrow night for a special signing day show uh, I got probably seven or eight guests lined up uh, to talk about various Louisiana Tech signees. Of course, National Signing Day tomorrow, December the 18th. Uh, Louisiana Tech currently at 21 commitments. Uh, I would say most of those guys are expected to sign tomorrow. Honestly, it's been uh, one heck of a day on the recruiting trail for the Bulldogs. You just, You've been you, busy, BC. You just don't know what you're going to get from 17-year-old kids, Beck. I'll put it to you that way. A little unpredictable. Little unpredictable, but Beck, you know, I, I want to tell you something. I, I I didn't tell you that we were going to talk about this. Quite frankly, I didn't tell you anything we were going to talk about tonight. No, I'm totally just. I'm gonna be surprised at everything. And I got that a comes question out of your mouth you. tonight. I got a question for you. Have you ever heard of like the Michael Jordan flu game? Oh yeah, the Kurt Schilling bloody sock game. I know where this is going. That's me tonight. 101 fever. Just grinding it out. Throw away his microphone when we're done tonight, Tapes. Right. Throw it away. Just grinding it out. About to give my best effort. That's for sure. Well, I did hear that some, you may have had some essential oils before the game. I mean, before the show. I mean, Without a doubt, essential oils for life. 
you know those things work. Yeah, we have it. You know, we've talked before. We had this group message with, uh, you know, our good friend of the show Sutton, and you know, sometimes co-co-host Lane Davison. And today there was an extensive conversation about the effectiveness of essential oils. So we cover it all: recruiting, tech, sp- all sports, and essential, essential oils. oils. Essential I just oils want, mixed with green yeah, tea. I just want the listeners to know, like, how extensive the research that goes under the show. It's deep. I mean, we we're pulling everything out of the works to make sure BC is good to go tonight. I'm gonna make it. I want to thank our sponsors, First National Bank, of course. First National Bank will have a tailgate at the Independence Bowl come December 26th. Fairway Carts, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen, Ideal Portable Buildings, Acme Glass, Brister Smokehouse, and our good friends Zach Walthall and Tom O'Neill at O'Neill Gas. Of course, you can call us, you can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line. 888-993-7762. Got a couple guests lined up tonight, Beck. We got Manny Navarro. Going to take a second shot at him this week. Of course, didn't answer last week. Might have had a wrong number. Who hey, knows? Whose fault is that? Blame who you want to blame. Manny works for The Athletic covering the Miami Hurricanes on a daily basis. And then got a nice guest coming up at 640 as well. Kelvin Harris. Ever heard the name? Yeah. Three-time national champ. Three-time national champ at the U. Late 80s, early 90s was the starting center. was actually a 12th-round draft pick of the Los Angeles Rams back in the day. You might not think that's too high, but it's high enough. Hey, higher than I was drafted. Hey, there ain't no doubt about that. But, Beck, I think it's time that we get to the main story. Of course, Louisiana Tech, Miami, walk-ons Independence Bowl. Next Thursday, December 26th, Hurricanes, six-point favorite. And we found out some news today. Bulldog star cornerback Amik Robertson put an end to all the speculation <laughs> He's entering the NFL draft for going his senior year. Won't be playing in the Independence Bowl on December 26th, uh, as he confirmed to Corey Diaz with the new star. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not upset at the decision that he made. I certainly respect it and certainly respect an athlete doing what's best for him and his family. But selfishly, I wanted to watch a meek play one more time. Yeah, I'm not, like you talked about, we're not shocked about the news. Just some, you know, you can tell, you know, there's some some signs and uh, that that players not planning to come back for the next year. And we were seeing those signs from Meek, and honestly, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, he's he's got a shot. I mean, there's always the risk of getting hurt and not being able to go as high next year in the draft. But what I don't I don't think I thought a whole lot about him maybe potentially not playing in the bowl game. I don't know. We don't know. No, he's I mean, not. He's, he's not. He's so not. yeah, he's done. I didn't know. Twenty one's we out. Twenty one is out. So I'm sh- I'm a little. I thought he would play, but. I, t- I like Ben said we we totally understand I get it um and when when the only thing standing between you and a nice payday is is being healthy probably not going to risk that. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that because when you look at Robertson like 59 li- okay listed at 59 183 pounds and one of the highest rated recruits that Tech signed in quite some time certainly lived up to the hype as well uh when you look at his 3-year career played in 38 games out of a possible 38 games, which is a credit to him for staying healthy at his size. After, and, and you talk about health, well, like, he has had an injury before his junior year of high school. I believe he tore his ACL. So, like, him making it through three years healthy, you certainly can't blame him for skipping one final game when you're this close to millions of dollars. No, and, you know, the 
player that I always think about is, is Jake Butt, the tight end from Michigan. Decided yeah, I from a, 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 amidst the the drama of fellow when this first started, star really. players sitting out, everybody's yeah. like, oh, and then everybody's praising Jake Butt. Well, he goes out there and destroys his knee in the bowl game, and, and then, had, I don't had, know if he's yeah, played yet. I mean, he was going to be a high draft pick, so just that chance. And and honestly, you know, let's just call it what it is. BC, this ain't the Natty, so it ain't. But I'll be pretty sad if we don't oh, win. It's just completely selfish that I want to see him play again. But I'm not mad at all. Amit gave everything he had to the university, and he deserves a big payday, and he deserves to be drafted. So I can do nothing but give him a round of applause and, and thank him for his time here. He was certainly an exciting player, BC. Well, and you look at his career numbers, 184 tackles, 23 tackles for loss, four sacks, 14 interceptions, 34 passes defended. I know this year he was na- just named, I believe it was yesterday, uh, second-team AP All-American, just the fifth Tech player ever to be named not AP All-American. So, like, how much could you expect a kid, you know, shifting this from a meek to the Louisiana Tech roster as a whole? How much more could you expect a kid to do in his three years? I mean, freshman All-American. Right. Like, he's done so many different things for this program, and he's – He's the prime example of you don't have to go big time to make it. You don't have to go big time to be an All-American. Like, he had offers from Texas, LSU, like, whoever it was come National Signing Day back in 2017. And he said, you know what? I'm sticking with my guns. I'm going to Tech. And what do you know? He certainly performed up to expectations. So, you know, you look back on his career, Beck, and all the different things that he did. What what are some things to you that kind of stick out when when you'll remember his career? You know, obviously it's pretty fresh on our minds right now. Well, man, Ben, I we kind of had this discussion this week. From the get go, what you notice about Amik is he is way bigger than he is. Like his personality, his demeanor, He's way his bigger than he is physically. charisma. Yeah, then he like he comes in as a giant, a little giant. I mean, yep. he he talks. He uh, he has no shortage of confidence, um, and honestly, I, I'll point out that I felt like at least, I mean, he uh, he matured as a player over his time here. Oh, absolutely! I kind of miss freshman fire Amik. Yeah. I mean, we just you know I, that's about the time I started going to practices with you, and I mean, he was talking, John singing, dance. I mean, what all the time at his at his teammates and as a freshman. I mean, you come in here as a freshman, just running your mouth, him, yeah. and and so. so and I remember, you know, I was a little naive and just thinking, like, man, that's gotta, that's gotta make everybody mad. And, and I remember, I'll never forget. You said, "I love it. I freaking love it." Because in a position like that, you have to have confidence. And we would be on the sideline, and he'd just be talking to the receiver across him the whole time. And well, and you look at like it's t- touching on that a little bit more. Like that's one of the things that I'll remember the most. And I get it. Like the general fan doesn't necessarily get to go to practice. And I know there's many out of towners that don't get to watch him on a daily basis, but you know, we get to go to a fair amount of practices throughout the year. And when I tell you the kid practices with more focus, more motivation, you know, more desire to be great than anyone I've ever watched in any sport. Like it doesn't matter. Like if they're if Tech's doing special teams work and he's not in the drill, like he's on the sideline working footwork. You know whatever it is, he's trying to get better. And I think the number one thing that I'll remember about him, you know, off the field is the kid wanted to be great and he wanted to prove it yeah. every single day and he never took a day off. 
And Never. that was and that was like he was in football mode from the second he stepped on campus to the second he left. And yep. and that's just who he was all the time. And, and, and that's really, a credit to him. And I, we're not in the locker room, obviously, so I'm not <laughs> saying other players weren't like that. But Ben, he just he like it was his own like it was his reason for existing was to be great and work hard and make it to the next level. And well, I mean, I just you just don't see that from a 18 year old kid. No. All the time. I mean, he there was nothing in his way that he was going to stop him. He had things figured out as an 18, 19-year-old that people don't figure out till they're 28 or 29. Yeah. How do you instill in somebody with that much success at that age that, that it is in his hands whether he makes it or not? Like, he's got well, he everything. Yeah. He's got everything. He possesses everything he needs to make it to the next level. But how do you get them to be serious and and follow through with that? And he just – he's bigger than life, man. He's, he's just all about it. And it's so rewarding to see somebody be that – serious about something worked that hard and not against the odds but his size does not favor him yeah it doesn't and so i'm super and and you talk about like the talent that he had like he was extremely talented as well i mean you go back to his freshman year the second game of the season against mississippi state you're talking about this quarterback he's starting his second career game and he has the huge interceptions against fitzgerald uh, you know, you go back to the Frisco Bowl, a moment that, you know, we'll never forget. He, he's lined up across from Cortland Sutton, who's having a great career in yep, the NFL for the Broncos so far. Right now. Yep. And he's basically signaling to the quarterback, like, throw it my way. He ends up with a pick six in that game. Yeah, just talking the whole time, calling forward in the end zone on a single coverage, like waving the safety. Like Yeah, just, like, like, I got it. I got it. And you go back to last year, obviously, the block field goal against North Texas to win the game. This year, the three-interception performance against Southern Miss. There's just so many different things that you can point out. And when you look back at the history of recruiting and, and, th- and players that Tech has brought in, you know, not just over the last four or five years, but go back 20, 25, 30 years about with players that came into the program with this sort of hype and they lived up to it, like he's certainly number one in that aspect. And I think, you know, once the calendar turns to January – things begin to slow down a little bit for football. I think we'll take a look at, you know, some of the top players that we've seen at Tech since we've been in college, you know, because I think that's really when we started to kind of clue in uh, on some of the great talents that gone through, that have gone through here, and we'll really be able to see how he stacks up against some of that, you know, obviously great talent that's been through Louisiana Tech. Yeah, I agree, Ben. He's, he's an electric player. Uh, I'm – I'm just like you said. I'm just a little sad we don't get to watch him one more time. Completely agree. But man, it's been a treasure. And, and the other thing, like in today's day and age, football culture is kind of like a you know. Remember when OU had the Sharks? You know they were like the the defensive backs. Yeah. That kind of put like a spotlight on Oklahoma for defensive backs. Like if you were a good defensive back, you're kind of like, dang, I kind of want to I want to be a part of that. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's done a ton for the program. Recruiting came in as a anytime you have a guy that that. And I'm gonna keep using like against the odds, being smaller or whatever, come in and have an impact as a freshman. Well, that a, just shows recruits like, hey, if I if I can do it, I can do it. You yeah. know, like if I believe in myself and I put the work in, I'll be. And text and if, and if you're good enough, you will play. And so I think he's done a ton for recruiting, um, kind of created a culture, a swag, if you will, for uh, the backs. And Ben, he's just he done so much good things for Tech. It's just man, I can't even. Can't even, I can't even like wrap my head around it. Absolutely. Real quick before we get to the break, let's take a look at somehow how former Bulldogs performed this past week in the NFL. Jalen Ferguson, four tackles, two QB hits. Tremont Williams, six tackles, had one big fumble recovery on the goal line as time expired against the Bears. Vernon Butler, 
five tackles, also had a sack, so up to a career-high six sacks. Uh, Vernon Butler certainly earning himself a nice second contract. Boston Scott continues to contribute to the Eagles. 14 touches for 94 yards. Ryan Allen had five punts for a 50-yard average. And then, of course, in Dallas's win over the Rams, Xavier Woods uh, continues to play well at the safety position with three tackles. So certainly a lively first segment. Certainly wanted to kind of give our thoughts on Amik Robertson, the career that he had uh, from 2017 to 2019, and we certainly uh, wish him the best. And hopefully, Beck, you know, come the new year, hopefully we can get him on the show and let him, you know, tell what motivates him uh, on a day-to-day basis and what allows him to be such a good player. So yeah, I might start working out with him, see what happens. Yeah, that'll probably not work. But let's go ahead and take our first time out. When we come back from the break, Manny Navarro of The <clears throat> Athletic will join us to talk Louisiana Tech and Miami. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. That happens all the time. Excuse me? No, it doesn't. You always alert me. My point exactly. Cars that have forward-facing cameras need to be recalibrated when you replace the windshield. How would I know that? Most people don't. Next time, take it to Acme Glass and Mirror. They were the first one in the region that could replace your windshield and recalibrate your forward-facing camera. And unlike taking it to a dealership and paying out of pocket, Acme will bill your insurance. It's that easy. Thanks. I'm going to Acme Glass and Mirror. If you've been waiting for just one more good reason to buy a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden, here it is. New EasyGo carts from Fairway Carts are available with lithium batteries. That means a much longer battery life, which means more time for you to be out having fun on your EasyGo. From a standard golf cart to the big four and six passenger carts for the whole family. EasyGo is the industry leader in lithium battery technology. Their batteries are 100% maintenance free, deliver consistent performance with a longer life and much quicker charging time than conventional batteries. And best of all, they come with an unprecedented eight-year battery warranty. Don't wait any longer. You've got all the reasons you need to buy a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden. Come see the big selection in the showroom on Highway 531 just north of I-20 or call 318-371-CART.
want stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Ben Carlisle, Beck Hayes, John Tabor running the board as we work to get Manny Navarro on the line. Beck, got a text on the text line from Quint. What does the future of the quarterback position look like with Jamar leaving? <clears throat> ben, let me ask you a question. What do you think the QB position is going to look like with Jamar leaving? Oh, really? <clears throat> Shocking. You know, I, I think, you know, obviously <clears throat> we got a glimpse of Aaron Allen, you know, earlier in the last two of the last three games of the year. Uh, when he got to start on the road at Marshall and on the road at UAB. And I'm not going to sit here and say that Aaron Allen is not talented enough to play quarterback next year and Tech win games with him. I certainly think that. But let me ask you this. From what you've watched as, of Aaron Allen as a redshirt freshman and from what you remember about Jamar in 2016 as a redshirt freshman, mm-hmm. who would you say was further along at those two points in their careers? Uh, I think Jamar had a little more athletic ability. Uh, well, we certainly saw it more. Yes, but uh, you know, there. Honestly, from what we That's the little bit to determine, yeah, because a little bit like that Arkansas game with Jamar, it was kind of similar to what was. I mean, it was a bigger an opponent, but it was kind of similar to what we were seeing. It's going to be low scoring games, twenty ish points, yep. um, a lot of not a lot of mistakes, but just not a lot of production. You know, so I think I don't know. Aaron's young. You know, it's just. It's like, do we want to use, do we want to grow with him for a year? Um, or do we want to bring in a grad transfer and have him sit for another year? Um, like you said, I think Tech would win games with Aaron next year. I'm just, I don't think it would be, a, it certainly would not be a, what I believe is a, is a competitive of a season as this was. Well, I think the big thing that you also have to evaluate is not only the quarterback position, and we're talking about Aaron Allen specifically right now. We'll get into, you know, the remainder of the roster, but. You also have, also have to look at, like, what Tech has returning offensively. I mean, obviously, Justin Henderson's back at running back. Israel Tucker's back. Uh, you know, you got the young DeAndre Marcus out of Russ, and you got Elijah Hines, who sat out this year, uh, red shirt, and you've signed Harlan Dixon, or you're going to sign Harlan Dixon tomorrow out of Slidell. And then you look at the receiver position, all you lose is Malik Stanley. You return Hardy. You return Graham. You return Bear, you return Powell, you return Smoke Harris, you return George Scott. And I think that's the big thing that the coaching staff has to evaluate is with the talent that Tech has at the various skill position positions, is it worth taking a risk with a guy like Aaron Allen as a redshirt sophomore or Weston Elliott as a redshirt senior or Jackson Thompson as a you know, redshirt freshman? Yeah. Is it worth risking – I'm not going to say risking the season, but is it worth going through those growing pains that you're going to go through with a young quarterback? Or do you look for the grad transfer route to try to get another guy in here to compete, uh, a guy that's been through some battles on a Division One football field, and a guy that's proven he can run an offense? I think – you want to know what I think, Ben? Let's hear it. I think Tech goes out, tries to find a grad transfer. <laughs> Wouldn't shock me. But – but – they don't. They don't panic if they don't find one. I think it's got to be a right fit. I don't think they're going to bring in. It's got to be like a Cody Sokol, Jeff Driscoll win. It's got to be a good. It's got to be a well. good fit, or they're going to go with Allen because Allen's not 
not bad. Well, and, and you go back to Cody Sokol, and you talk about the fit aspect of it. Like, Cody Sokol had shown nothing on a football field prior to coming. Like, he hadn't played in four years. Yeah. It, it was not similar to Jeff Driscoll, a guy that we had seen play in the SEC, had played in the Sugar Bowl as a freshman, uh, a guy that you knew the moment wasn't going to get too big for. But I'm like you. I think Tech's going to look around, see what they can find. If they don't find anything, they'll certainly be able to live with it. But uh, when you look at the rest of the quarterback room, uh, I mentioned Weston Elliott, and we've watched Weston throughout the last three years that he's been here. I'm not going to say he hasn't gotten better. He certainly has. But if you were to tell me that, hey, Weston Elliott's got a chance to start 12 or 13 games next year, I'm not going to lie, I'd be a little bit concerned, especially when you look at some of the interception issues. And I know you look at the other side of it as if you let him settle into a game, you let him get some drives under his belt, is he a guy that can lead you as a quarterback? We don't know that. Right. And I think the big question is, are you willing to be patient enough to watch that? Yeah, is there, do you think there's any chance that – who's our first game next year? Uh, I believe it's on the road at UNLV. What do you what do you expect out of that? Are they a good team? Uh, we should trash them. Okay, so do you take that game and do you give each quarterback a half? I mean, or is that it's probably easier said than done? I mean, if we look at any trend that Holtz has used over the years, he's certainly or over the years, he's That's certainly true. not, not going to do that. that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. You could say that you want to, but I think at the same time, old saying goes: if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. So. It's just, and then of course the wild card, Jackson Thompson, a kid that came in for spring ball a year ago. JD Head, uh, who will sign tomorrow, will be in for spring ball as well. It's just a quarterback room outside of Elliott, who is a former walk on in himself, if we're being honest, along with a redshirt sophomore, a redshirt freshman, and a true freshman. It's just, there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of potential to have some musical chairs at the quarterback position with. Like I mentioned, some talent that you certainly don't want to waste at the skill positions. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, I do think that Fitch and, and Skip are going to go into the uh, spring with an open competition. Oh, I, I, mean, I agree. And, I, you know, and we've seen both uh, Elliott and Aaron Allen in practice. And, and, you know, Ben, we've seen, like, Weston Elliott can ball in practice. Oh, I agree. And But, but part of being a quarterback is you have to – and getting time when to play is you on. have – Yeah, when the lights come on, you have to show. And – Weston just struggled with interceptions. Well, so, and, and, Aaron didn't. No, I agree. And just to look at the schedule for next year, obviously the opening game, like I mentioned, at UNLV, you get an opportunity to play in the new Raiders stadium. And then week two, it's going to be a conference game. And all likelihood, it's probably on the road at Southern Miss. Like, it, it, like you know, it, it kind of makes you say, man, like, Better have it figured out by week two. Well, you don't want to start 0-1 in the conference and yeah. put yourself kind of behind the eight ball because if one thing's for certain, Abraham's going to be back at Southern Miss. He's going to be a senior. I get it. Like, he's had, you know, numerous struggles. But if he's not the guy, they'll go with Watley. So, Southern Miss is probably going to be the favorite to win the league, and you get him in week two. So, like, it's going to be certainly difficult uh, to kind of try to break in a quarterback when you have such an important game in week two. Obviously, that's followed by Prairie View in week three, which Prairie View, Beck will be gone by half. Yeah. <laughs> ben, I also think that it's, uh, I think, a, a whole spring and a summer and a fall camp of um, being able to game plan around your new quarterback. I think that oh, makes think a that big helps. You know, No, I agree. You know, you're, you're starting quarterback, dropping out, 
in the middle of the season for various reasons, potential reasons. Uh, Gives you four or five days to prepare. Yeah, to, and you, it's you, not ideal. Yeah, so Skip's going to be – he Skip's not – I mean, he knows what's going on. You know, he he knows if they're going to have a grad transfer in, if they're going to have Aaron Allen and Weston Elliott battling it out. So the offense is not going to look the same as it did this year. They're going to have time to scheme for that. So it's going to. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe Aaron and, or Weston, whoever comes out of camp winning that battle, maybe they do well and produce early. And but they just didn't fit quite in the same offense. I mean, Weston Elliott and Jamar couldn't be different quarter, more of a different quarterback. I you agree know? with that. Like. Like, yeah, you got a pocket passer versus a guy that can move around a little bit. Yeah, so we'll see. I think it'll be interesting coming out of camp. I do think they'll get both, both those quarterbacks will get an equal shot to come out of camp as a starter if a grad transfer doesn't come in. Well, I think for sure in spring practice, I think you have to expect both guys to get a tremendous amount of reps. If a grad transfer is brought in, he's got to be brought in pretty quick. Right. So you never know how that could work out. Things could certainly shape out so that was a pretty good question by quint on the fairway carts text line uh, another question how are the basketball teams looking like does either team have a realistic chance of making the big dance to be honest with you when you look at the dunkin dogs i think they're seven and three overall getting set to take on north carolina central tonight uh inside the thomas assembly center they got two uh remaining non-conference games before conference play starts up at southern miss but you know they, they had the good win at Mississippi State. You have the bad loss. Uh, I say a bad loss. It's not easy to win on the road, but a loss in a game against Sam Houston that you certainly expected to win. But, you know, you didn't get it won. Can, can they make the dance? I think they certainly have the talent. Uh, I think they're good enough. But it's all going to boil down to three, day, three games in three days in late March in Frisco to determine that. And I think if you look at the other side with the Lady Texers, they – scrape away I guess that's the best way to put it a 70 to 66 win over Grambling uh last night which I'm not going to sit here and shoot down Grambling's women's basketball team but probably not the best basketball team in the world if I'm being honest yep. and if you only win by four points I get it you're seven and three you got Arkansas State coming up after the Christmas break but certainly doesn't look too good yeah you'd like to you'd like to uh dominate that game a little bit go to a little confidence into the rest of the season but right it is what it is it is what it is so let's go ahead take our next time out uh our next segment will be a short segment before kelvin harris uh plans to join us at 6 40 we'll be right back after the break Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirts and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? 
First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. We've got a new treat for Ruston area residents. It's the new Dairy Queen Grill and Chill, located at 2008 Champions Way by the new Ruston Ballpark Complex. The new DQ is your place for sweet treats and will open December 26th. The first 100 guests to purchase a DQ cake will receive free mini blizzards for a year. That's right, free mini blizzards for a year. Dairy Queen on Cooktown Road in Ruston and another location by the new Ruston Ballpark Complex, opening December 26th. That happens all the time. Excuse me? No, it doesn't. You always alert me. My point exactly. Cars that have forward-facing cameras need to be recalibrated when you replace the windshield. How would I know that? Most people don't. Next time, take it to Acme Glass and Mirror. They were the first one in the region that could replace your windshield and recalibrate your forward-facing camera. And unlike taking it to a dealership and paying out of pocket, Acme will bill your insurance. It's that easy. Thanks. I'm going to Acme Glass and Mirror. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Ben Carlisle back. Hey, short segment coming up here. Back. So, you know, obviously didn't plan on having an open segment, but it is what it is, and we like to kind of come off the cuff a little bit. So, Hey, it's our show. We do what we want. Hey, you're telling me. <laughs> so, um... The Athletic wrote an article today, and, you know, if you talk, I'm not going to say all the old-timers, or the way of the past, prior to probably 2012, 2013, and beyond, it was, if you transferred from a university, you were kind of viewed as a guy that wasn't all in on the program, soft, you know, didn't have a desire to be great, not a team guy, you know, whatever you want to call it. So, the Athletic did a study and they looked at top 50 high school quarterbacks from 24 or 2014 to 2017 because those all those signees have been in college for at least 3 years now and when you look at all those quarterbacks so far 57% of those quarterbacks have transferred oh my gosh yeah pretty crazy huh and get this <clears throat> if a top 50 quarterback does not start one game in his first two years on campus, so like Aaron Allen, if he was a top 50 quarterback, there's a 75% chance he'll transfer. Unbelievable. Even if he starts a game, there's a 45% chance he'll transfer. How, how wild is that? And so, you know, it, it's really not a phenomenon of the new transfer portal either. I mean, you look at Joe Burrow this year, transfer. Kyler Murray last year, transfer. Year prior to that. Who's the Oklahoma quarterback prior to that? Oh, Baker Mayfield. Transfer. So the last three Heisman Trophy winners have been all transfers. And so basically what it's bullying down to in today's college football is go get the best quarterback year in and year out, regardless of where you have to get him from, that gives you the best chance to win. Now, look at Joe Burrow. Look at Justin Fields. Look at Jalen Hurts. Three transfers. Uh, granted, Burrow's been there two years, but the other two just got there this year. 
They were all brought into LSU, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, three programs that are playing in the playoff. And as a result of that, a combined five quarterbacks transferred out of those programs. But, I mean, can you argue, like, the kids transferring is fine, but you can't argue with the coaches for bringing them in. They're yeah. certainly better off. I got no problem with it. I mean, they're certainly better off. So, now, now let's get a little bit deeper into it. From 2014 to 2017, 38 true freshmen have made a, a start, okay? 21 of them stayed at their program, so 17 transferred still. Okay. Redshirt freshmen, 34 have made a, a start. 16 of them still transferred. Sophomore, true sophomore, four of them have made their first start as a true sophomore. They all four have stayed. Redshirt sophomore, 23 have made their first start as a redshirt sophomore. 15 stayed. And then no starts in their first two years, 101. And guess how many of them left? 75. 73. Ooh, that was a good guess. <laughs> like, like, if you don't play early, yeah. like, the, the new mantra is to leave. And and coaches are going to have to start preparing for that if they're not to. already. No, you have to. I mean, we've seen it at Tech. Yeah, but here's – I mean, do you, what, do you have an issue with it at all? Not – no. When because, I look at this data, no. No, because this is what's happening. Someone like Jalen Hurts gets benched for Tua. Okay, if he stays there for, the, I mean, he did one year. He stays there another year. He doesn't play. I mean, Tua got hurt. But he ain't getting a shot in the he NFL. He ain't getting a shot in the NFL. He transfers. He's in the college football playoffs and is going to get a shot in the NFL. Maybe not at quarterback. Maybe something else. Yeah. I don't know. But he's he's he, going to get a shot now yes. as quarterback. And people still dog him for leaving. Well, and here's the thing with transferring. Like, if you're that fan that says one bad year and you should fire your coach then why are you not that fan that says, I better bring in a grad transfer quarterback? Because if it's truly year to year, like, you have to tell a coach, hey, go get who you can get because if you go 4-8, and 3-9, and nine, we're firing you. Yeah. Like, it, it goes both ways, too, because coaches have – I mean, look at Arkansas. I mean, fired Chad Morris 22 games in. Now, was he all that successful? No. But at the same time, like, if you're not going to give a coach a chance to build a program, then don't expect him to build his quarterback room as well. And that's my opinion. But, you know, you look at four or five-star recruits from 2014 to 2017. There was 96 of them, okay? How many of them do you think transferred? Four or five-star recruits, 96 over a four-year period. 70. 60. Like, they, ain't st they, they play earlier, they get out. And, you know, the highest rate of transfers come from the SEC at 68%. The Big Ten's the lowest at 46%. Okay, so that has to do with four and five stars recruits are saying, I could be playing at 75% of the schools in this country, so I'm and I'm not playing here, so I'm going to go play somewhere else. Not as many guys transferring from <coughs> Conference USA or, like, other conferences. Speaking of Conference USA or – We'll say three-star quarterbacks, which is more of a, a general term. Three-star transfers, they stay at a 48% rate. Yeah, it's better than SEC, right? Which is 38%. Yep. So, like, now, do Power Five start picking off three-star recruits to help get some quote-unquote depth? I mean, it's certainly interesting, and I think – <coughs> Excuse me, Beck. Are you okay? But, but I think it'll only continue to get worse and worse, which, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, 
it, it's just how it is. It's just how it is these days. And so let's go jump right to the Fairway Carts Hotline, joined by Manny Navarro of The Athletic. Manny, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, guys. So sorry I was a little late, but uh, happy I could come on. Absolutely. So let's jump into this Miami team real quick. Uh, you look at Manny Diaz in his first year as the head coach, 6-6 uh, six and six overall, an Independence Bowl berth. Uh, you get to follow the program on a daily basis. What's the general uh, fan perspective surrounding the program at this point in time? Well, I'll tell you, it was a frustrating first season for Manny, uh, you know, especially the way it ended with the back-to-back -back losses to FIU, their, their intra-city rival, and, and then going on the road to Duke, a team to finish 5-7 and seven, and losing that game, too. Uh, we all knew it was going to be a struggle for the uh, offense this season, especially with a really young offensive line. But, uh, you know, where Miami, where they've won championships before, fan base doesn't accept 6-6. Six and six. So I think right now the feeling is just, you know, a lot of frustration and anger. And, uh, you know, I know it's, this bowl game is going to be important for the players, but as far as the fans are concerned, I think, you know, it's kind of mild interest in this just to see if Miami, you know, loses again or, or kind of what happens with the coaching staff uh, here at the end of the season. Well, in, in your opinion, you, you've watched this team for 12 games now. How did they get it back to that old school, the U from the early 2000s, the early to mid-90s? How do they get that swag back that allows them to be a top-ten program perennially? Well, I think it's, it starts with leadership on the field. You know, I think the players, um, you know, they got to kind of take responsibility themselves. I think, you know, there are certainly some leaders on the <laughs> defensive end, some guys who were, were four-year starters on this defense, and Shaq Quarterman and Michael Pickney and, uh, some other guys like Trajan Bandy, a cornerback who's a junior. All those guys were part of the team that were 10-0 and 0 a few years ago uh, with that big home win over Notre Dame. And so those guys had swagger. They know what it was like to be at the top and to feel good about themselves. But I think they just have so many young guys on offense. Darren Williams, the quarterback, redshirt freshman, you know, has an ACC record, six touchdown passes in the win over Louisville, and then comes back the next week looking unprepared and just, uh, on into uh, a game that uh, they should have won against FIU. And so I think it, it all starts with finding the right quarterback, finding the right leader, uh, and, and getting some of those offensive linemen to grow up and mature and, and, and be leaders out there. You know, when you're starting a true freshman left tackle and a, and a true freshman at right guard, you're going to get beat up front quite a bit. And, and that's really what happened to this offense. They just couldn't really run the football, and they couldn't protect Jared Williams. And, you know, he's a young guy, just made mistakes, and, and – uh, you know, when he struggled, the whole offense struggled. And you look at the defensive side of the ball, obviously that's Manny Diaz's special, uh, specialty. He brought in Blake Baker from Louisiana Tech to be his defensive coordinator. Uh, how have the Hurricanes performed on that side of the ball this year? Well, I, I, you know, they've still put up great numbers. I think, you know, Blake came in, um, you know, he's one of Manny's guys who obviously was there with him for a year at Louisiana Tech and took over once he left. And Blake, uh, you know, he, he plays that aggressive style defense. He's got some good defensive ends, uh, some, some good pass rushers, certainly, and, and the linebackers, and, uh, the experienced linebackers. And it was just a good combination. I mean, Miami was top 25, basically, in a lot of categories, including tackles for loss and sacks and uh, just making negative plays, which is what he did at Louisiana Tech. Um, you know, the problem for Miami going into this game is they got a couple of those guys who were, who were starters that aren't going to be playing. They've decided to go pro. Jonathan Garvin, the defensive end, uh, starting defensive end for the last two years. He, he won't play in this game. And, you know, they're also going to be without 
uh, receiver Jeff Thomas is one of their biggest carriers. He decided to go pro and skipping the game. So they're going to be a little shorthanded going into this, but they got some young guys that they're excited about that are going to be playing. Uh, you know, true freshman Jafari Harvey will uh, get quite a bit of run, and he's kind of the next Gregory Rousseau. Uh, you know, another guy who they have high hopes for. So of course, was the ACC Defensive Rookie of the Year, 14 sacks, just an excellent pass rusher. So. Uh, you know, I think Blake's done a good job with the defense, kind of continuing what Manny Diaz uh, wanted him to do. Um, you know, we, we kind of beat Miami a couple times defensively this year with breakdowns in the secondary. Uh, they had some young, you know, sophomore cornerbacks out there playing for the first time, really. And uh, they had some breakdowns. But outside of that, I thought the defense was solid. And real quick, last question before we let you get out of here. Uh, what are some of your keys to the game from a Miami perspective uh, heading into the Independence Bowl matchup December 26th? Well, it really is all about turnovers for this uh, team. When they produce some on defense and help the offense out and create a short field and they protect the football, they're, they're so much better than what you saw against FIU and Duke. Uh, so I think it's really going to come down to that for Miami. Can they protect the football and can they take it away a few times to give their offense a shorter field to score on? Uh, I think uh, if Louisiana Tech, and I know they're a very experienced group, a lot of older guys who have started for multiple years, uh, I think if they have a bad day controlling the football, Miami can win this game. But, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be a, a dogfight for Miami, especially, you know, how them going on the this game in Louisiana Tech's backyard. And, you know, right now, if you were to ask me, I think the, the Bulldogs are going to win the game. Absolutely, Manny. Well, how can our listeners follow you online? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Manny underscore Navarro, and you can also check out my uh, Miami Hurricanes podcast. It's called the Wide Right, the Wide right Podcast. Uh, on uh, iTunes and wherever you download your podcast. And, and all my work is at theathletic.com. Absolutely. We certainly appreciate you joining us tonight and looking forward to a, a fun game come December 26th between Louisiana Tech and Miami. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Manny Navarro of The Athletic, beat writer for the Hurricanes, joining us tonight on the Fairway Carts Hotline. Taves, let's go ahead, jump to our next timeout. We come back from the break. Kelvin Harris, three-time national champion from the Hurricanes, Will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Bulldog fans, this is Chris Brister from Brister's Smokehouse, and I'd like to invite you to our new location, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston, across the street from our old location. Stop in and try our famous scatter load on your choice of four different types of bread. Our barbecue nachos are piled high with your favorite type of meat. And you have to taste for yourself our tender and juicy smoked cooked chicken, my personal favorite. So whether you're in town or at a tech game or just in the mood for the best barbecue in town, come see us at Brister's Smokehouse, 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics, plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the Uncommon Bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Have you looked at the calendar? The seasons are changing, and fun season is almost here. You mean fall season? Nope. 
fun season. Because any season is more fun with a new Easy Go golf cart from Fairway Carts in Mendon. With an Easy Go that perfectly fits your lifestyle, you'll have fun at the football games, fun with the family on a camping trip or riding around the neighborhood, even have fun in the woods during hunting, I mean hunting season. And Fairway Carts always has a great selection of Easy Go gas or electric carts with the performance you need and the value to please any budget. Experience the comfort of an EasyGo personal cart, the convenience of a multi-passenger cart, or the rugged durability of an EasyGo utility cart. Yes, fun season is coming, and it's going to be your new favorite season of the year. It all starts with a new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden on Highway 531, just north of I-20. Give them a call at 318-371-CART. Everyone wants a Honda gift that goes under the tree this year, and McKinney's is a place to shop. Here's Richard McKinney. If you want the biggest smiles this Christmas, then check out the Honda CRF 50, 110, and 125 dirt bikes, or the TRX 94-wheeler, all at 0% for 24 months with approved credit. Lay away now and get a free helmet, and we'll even store it till Christmas. Shop where Santa shops, your outdoor superstore, McKinney Honda in Ruston. TRX 90X recommended for riders 12 years and older. Riders younger than 16 years must be supervised by an adult. Parents need to consider a rider's age, size, ability, and maturity before allowing them to ride. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana's exports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Ben Carlisle, Beck Haynes, John Tabers running the board. Jump right back to the Fairway Cars Hotline. Joined by three-time national champion, former Miami center, Kelvin Harris. Kelvin, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, no problem. Hey, Kelvin, you know, you look at this Miami program, and obviously uh, you played for the program, you know, right there, late 80s, early 90s, when the program uh, really, you know, set off in a historic run uh, when you look at the national championships that they won. Uh now that you've had a season to watch Manny Diaz, 6-6 six and six overall, obviously a little bit of a disappointment to the fans. Uh, in your opinion, uh, what was some of the issues for the Miami team this year? Well, I think the first thing is uh, when Manny took the job, he knew the defense uh, because he was a coordinator, and he figured, you know, well, the defense is set. Uh, we'll just work on the offense. But I think when him and Enos got together, they didn't realize – they knew it was bad, but you know there was um, a lot more work to be done than they thought. Um, they had no idea that they would be starting two true freshmen in the offensive line, and I think that's where everything kind of um, unraveled with the uh, consistency because you have two 18-year-old kids trying to figure out how to be major college football players, and you know to their credit, they progressed over the course of the season, but then. Against Duke, you find out you don't have any depth because you lose two old linemen and the two guys that come in just weren't ready to play. And I think that's the biggest thing, that and the consistency at quarterback. Um, we still really don't know if we really have our quarterback of the future yet. I hear you. And, you know, you look at the program as a whole, and obviously, like you said, Manny Diaz has had to rebuild the offense, and you don't necessarily know if you got your quarterback of the future what are some things that they're trying to figure out, I guess, on the recruiting trail as they get set for this bowl game and try to propel themselves into a better year in 2020? Well, the odd thing is the recruiting is going well. I know on one of the lists we're number nine in the country, and 
we're in the mix for the best linebacker in the country and also maybe the second-best tight end in the country, which would uh, probably elevate us up even higher. But I think the one area that you know they're pursuing the most is offensive line. And we only have two guys committed right now. One of them, I think, is going to play a lot as a true freshman. He's a 6'5", 325-pound offensive tackle who's coming in early. But we only have two right now, and they want four to five coming in, four new bodies, four to five new bodies. So if we don't sign anybody um, at the at the February date, we'll probably go through the portal or also maybe JUCO. I hear you. And you look at that defensive side of the ball, obviously Michael Pinckney, uh, you got Shaq Quarterman, two guys that have been stalwarts on that defense for, uh, it seems like, forever. Um, I, I know that they've had solid years as seniors, Russo's had a great year as a freshman defensive lineman. How does the depth look on that side of the ball, you know, going into the future as well? Uh, that's the area that's stacked. Um, you know, we lose we lose the linebackers, but um, we've got some young guys. And then one of the key things that's going to help at that position is Zach McLeod redshirted, and he'll be back to play the middle while the uh younger guys uh you know get experience. So we're you know, we're we're gonna be young at linebacker but we pretty much got the entire secondary coming back and um we have uh Russo, Patching gets a sixth year, uh Jalen Phillips who was the number one uh defensive lineman defensive end in the country two years ago, uh excuse me, three years ago, uh will be eligible and we have a young guy that you guys will see this in this game. He's number 12, Jafari Harvey, who, um, you know, we just got a lot of depth at the defense side of the ball, especially in the defensive uh, line, because we have uh, three true freshmen that didn't play this year who have looked really good in practice. And then we got three guys coming back, and John Ford, Nesta Silvera, and Jordan Miller. Uh, so we're really, we're really stacked up front. And next year the defense will um, – We'll probably carry the team early on. And so, when you look at this matchup for you know with Louisiana Tech, obviously uh, it's essentially a home game for the Bulldogs. What what are some some of your keys to the game from a Miami perspective? Well, offensively, we need to run the ball. Uh, I think um, you know your team. You know, Louisiana Tech is not a big blitz team. It's more of a bend but don't break defense. So we need to run the ball to loosen up the secondary for the seam routes with our tight ends. And then the other key is when we get in the red zone, we have to score touchdowns. That's been a big Achilles heel of this team, scoring touchdowns, because, you know, we've had some erratic uh, play from the field goal uh, position. So we need to score touchdowns when we get in the red zone. And I know that, you know, that's been a um, uh, uh, a, a linchpin for Bob Diaco to – you know, don't break in the red zone. So we have to find a way to uh, solve that puzzle. And then on defense, we have to uh, limit the big play. And I think, first of all, stop the run. You know, we stop the run and we keep Jamar Smith in what I call the bowl, which is in the, you know, in the pocket. Um, we should be successful. But if we let him get outside or we let him scramble, um, your, uh, your Grant, the Graham kid, I think, can hurt us on deep routes. And uh, Hey Bear up the seam. So we have to first of all stop Justin Henderson, and then when we, you know, we get 
say second and third and seven, we got to keep Smith in that pocket and then let the pass rush do uh, what it does. Absolutely, Kellen. We certainly appreciate you joining us tonight. And how can our listeners listen to your podcast online? Well, you can go to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify, and it is at Miami Dash. Huddlecast. That's H U D D L E C A S T. Miami Dash Huddlecast on all three of those uh, platforms. Absolutely, Kelvin. Well, certainly looking forward to talking to you again next week. I know you do a great job with your podcast and uh, looking forward uh, to a fun matchup between the Hurricanes and Bulldogs next week. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward.